good morning musically when I can't remember what I was going to talk about <laughs> and where something else is, starts to move through me because um, that's, that's what's real and what's on top anyway. So I, um, I need a microphone. I need a handheld. Can I have that microphone, please? Thank you, ma'am. I'm just going to shut this off for a second. But So um, yeah, I do know the title of my talk, I think, was something like... Um, Life is, life is for me, I, I'm not so sure. I think that's what it was. And that is true, it is true. And it's funny how uh, in our lives we begin, you know, there are different life distinctions. And you know, at some point, some of you might, know, might have known the distinction that life is hard. Has anyone known that distinction? Because especially now, the, the more spiritually mature and plugged in I get, I love, I go to sleep in prayer. I go to sleep whispering just prayers to myself, for myself. And often that carries me through the night and then I wake up. And I wake up just saying, thank you, God, or good morning, God. And to have that, you know, bracket my day, to have that be which takes me into sleep and then wakes me up is so lovely. And some of you, I know some of you read my um, Facebook. I've been a Facebook uh, fool lately. Um, some of you read my, my entry this morning, and I went to sleep last night, and I'm like, all right, God, I ain't got nothing for tomorrow. You know, you got to give me something. So in the night, I, every once in a while, I would wake up, and I'd get another piece of the talk, but that by this morning, it was there. However, now it's gone because of whatever, but the point is that prayer works, you know. As a matter of fact, um, I had a healing while I was away. I had come down with something, and I'm not going to give you all the details, but I had come down with something and had considered going off to the emergency care place. Of course, that would have been after treatment. And, but what happened was it was like a three-hour three wait. I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing three-hour wait. I'm, I will never be that sick. So, <laughs> so instead, I, um, I took a couple of Advil, laid down, and said to my partner, treats. And so he treated, and he actually did Reiki, he did both at the same time. And we stopped, stopped it. Totally interrupted what was happening. I want you to get that, something that was in full-blown happening. We stopped it, interrupted it, and it was gone. And so that's why I'm always saying to you, get treatment. Now, God, Ernest Holmes was clear, God is in the prayer and God is in the pill. I just suggest you try prayer first because then the pill might be unnecessary. Okay. So before I left, I was um, supposed to leave Friday morning, that lovely snow we got. And I'm watching this whole thing happen. I'm like, oh, man. I'm, you know, I travel a fair amount, and this is the first time I've ever actually had my flight delayed. So my morning flight was canceled. It was postponed till Friday night. And then that was canceled. They sent me an email. Say, oh, you're leaving on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't think so. And then all my jersey came out. All my impatient, I want what I want, and I want it now came out. So now I'm spending hours on the phone trying to get there. And I'm not talking about on hold. You would call there, and he'd say, they'd say, we're too busy, call back. I mean, they weren't even letting you stay in a queue. That's how much uh, United was uh, inundated with phone calls. I mean, thousands and thousands of people were misplaced and you know, uh, put on hold. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'm gonna do this. I finally get a guy and he moves my flight so I go Friday night to the airport to be on a standby. I don't get on the standby. So I thought, I'm not going home. I'm not going 
determined. So I go to a hotel, and I stay in a hotel, and then I get them on the phone again. But they tell me again, please call back. So it's like, now it's late at night. It's, I don't know, 11 o'clock. So I set my alarm for 12.30 in the morning. Or 12, no, it was late, it was 12. I set my alarm for 1.30 to call back. I call back, I'm now waiting for almost an hour before I speak to them. Barely awake, like I'm on the bed like this. And then, and you know how they do the prompts? And, and the computer program says, I could not hear that, could you please repeat? That's because I'd fall asleep waiting. <laughs> So finally, I woke up enough and got a guy on the phone, and we moved my flight. But I said, but I want to go earlier. And I said, what about, is there another standby? He said, well, if you go at 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm in the middle of the night already. I've had no sleep, barely. So I figured, I'm doing it. So I set my alarm now for 5.30 to get up, to get back to the airport, and again, no such luck. And now they think more snow is coming and they cancel all other sorts of flights prematurely as far as I can see. And they told everybody who was waiting or wanting to wait on standby, don't do it, you're not gonna get on. So I go home. I'm really miserable. I wanted to get there. Now I wanted to get out of the snow, but I also, when you're having a bi-coastal relationship, as I am, part of that was personal, but I had responsibilities. I missed a very important meeting that I was responsible to be present at. So I get, the, the man the night before hadn't sent me a confirmation, so I had to go back on the phone again. Finally secured a flight for a Sunday morning. But what happened was, this was Saturday morning, and what I realized, that all of my upset, and all of my discord, and all of my unhappiness, it was not caused by the snow, it was not caused by the airlines, it was not caused because I had some sense of duty that I had to be there, it was because I was being a pissy little brat. I was the cause of my upset. I was objecting to what was. And in my objection, I just, I mean, now, I could have done the same action without objecting. I could have still been on the phone trying to orchestrate what I wanted to have happen, but I wasn't. I, for a while, for a long time till I got this, I was keeping an attitude alive. You understand? Everybody get that? So I bet if you look at a lot of the things in your life, it is not the things. It is not the person. It is not the ex. It is not your professor. It is not your boss. It is not your manager. It is not the traffic. It is not the weather. It is not any of those things. It is you objecting to what's going on. I really want you to get that. You get that? So when we give up our objection to the way things are and allow for what is, then what happens is we get to move through still taking action but with more harmony. Do you know the moment I got off it, I was fine? The second I switched my focus, the second I recognized that I was holding that in a negative place, and let go. I was relaxed. I mean, there's always cleaning to do. You know? There's always something to do. So I totally relaxed and gave into it. 
And so the, it made the balance of my journey one that was peaceful and fun and then just looking forward to arrival. So life is doing what life is. We are causing our experience. We, you and I, are causing our experience. So out of the early years where life was complicated and life was hard, and I don't know, you might have even been with me like life sucks. That might have even been a distinction that you've, anybody have that a little bit in your life anywhere? You know, what a negative, pessimistic, low-level way to think. However, we have probably have all been there. Just wondering what was going on behind me. So I've known that. Now what's happening is that where the word interesting, what it used to, it would have been a code for messed up. I might have said to you, oh, that's interesting, but what I really meant is messed up. Now I really mean interesting. Because as I do my work more and more and more, life is interesting, people are interesting. Even people with agendas are interesting. Even people who are not present, it's interesting. When you begin to get out of the habits, the habits of gossip, complaining, and judgment, you see that life is really just interesting. Wow, look at that. And I had a lot of opportunity this week because with what I'm doing and moving in the organization and observing people, there's a lot of interesting people. But when I'm not attached or objecting to it, I get to have an interesting experience and not have an experience of upset or judgment or feeling that they're wrong. Remember this, I've told you this before, but I want you to try this on. Try this on in all places in your life. It's not right, it's not wrong, it just is. Say that. It's not right, it's not wrong, it just is. That takes a lot of pressure off of many things very quickly. When you look at something, you start to see your mind. You start to see your mind formulate. Now, to, to see your mind formulate means you have to slow down the action a little bit and become the observer, which is a very good thing. It's because when you start to observe your life and you're not caught in it, that means you have the ability to affect it. You can't affect it if you're in the midst of it. Do you understand? So as I, as I begin to see, or if you begin to see your mind formulate an opinion, see if you can like suck it back up inside and step back just a second and look and say, it's not good, it's not bad, it just is. Now all of a sudden when you do that, you put yourself in a place of choice. But ultimately what I see is that life is for me. Life is constantly, com um, com what's the word? Conspiring. That was the word, thank you. Life is constantly conspiring for me. And the more I believe it, the more it does. And then the more I believe it, the more it does. And so the, the, con the conspiring, the way it conspired this past week, was it gave me that opportunity with the snow. Now, it did not design it for me. 
I could easily have not been available to that lesson or that gift. Don't, get, don't be starting to think that God's designing gifts and lessons for you. It doesn't work that way. You are either available to a possible lesson or you are not. Okay, God's not busy designing lessons so you can grow. Got it? Because sometimes I hear us say that. It doesn't work that way. But there's always this, this very complicated and complex sort of activity and such. And either we rise up through it or we don't. And so when, I, when that was happening, I, I could see it. And, and thank God, being who I am and doing what I do, I got to jump on board and say, okay, I gotta, I'm going to take hold of this. So what I'm going to ask you all to do right now is close your eyes, if you will, and I want you to ponder right now the most recent thing that happened where you, it was proven unto you that life was conspiring in your favor. Something really simple. An invitation to see something differently. An invitation to be different. An invitation to be maybe kinder, more loving, more gentle, more generous. Pick on something right now. When you're ready, open your eyes. And turn to the person next to you and tell them what was the most recent proof that you were given that life is always conspiring on your behalf. Turn and tell somebody right now. Short, make it short, very, very short. Maybe you could do two times here, if you don't mind, because she doesn't have someone to share with. one to share. Okay. Can we can we complete our sharing? Did you all have something? So we have this incredibly beautiful, special individual up here. One of our own, Sage. And so I've asked Sage to be the first one to share evidence that life is conspiring in her favor. Take the microphone. Okay. So I had 
math homework, and I didn't know that, well, I didn't, I didn't get it. And then I had band lessons, second period, same period as math, so I had to go to band. And so I didn't get a zero for the day. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. I'd like somebody else to share how life is, you know, life is conspiring in your favor. Come on. My dear sweet husband said to me, I don't empower your complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Someone here? That was Lucy Ann Saltzman, by the way, one of our elders. This is uh, Sarah Davies, one of our young adults. So I am a teacher in Newark, and um, I don't get a lot of positive feedback from my <laughs> administration. And it gets me down a lot. And last week was parent-teacher conferences, and, you know, you're going into your coworker's room and you're complaining, oh, they don't understand what I do and stuff like that. And I get a call from one of my old students. Okay. She's good, she's Sorry. good, she's good, mom. <laughs> I get good. a call from one of my old students <laughs> and um, I was student teaching with him and I had taught him about bearded dragons and stuff like that. And he goes, he calls me up and he says, Miss Sarah, I got a pet bearded dragon. Can you come over and see it? <laughs> And, me, and he tells me his address, and we had been working on that forever, and it was just nice to know that even though sometimes the adults don't know, like don't give the positive feedback and don't know if I'm doing a good job, my kids always do. <laughs> uh, teachers in the room, teachers. Let's praise our teachers. Let's praise our teachers. Somebody. So. Tony Hamilton. Two weeks ago, I had a terribly stressful week at work. Terribly stressful. I'm coming home, I'm sitting on the train, and I sink down into the seat, and I said, I need a drink. I did. And then I said, no, Tony, you know you don't drink when you're stressed. So I said, okay, I need to have some fun. About five seconds later, someone called me on the telephone and said, where are you? I said, uh, I just left the city. I'm on the train going home. And he said to me, would you consider coming back into the city? And I said, why? He said, I have tickets to see Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> I said... I'm getting off at the next stop. Your life is conspiring in your favor. And your decision will be supported. And your decision will prosper you. There's no way in the world that your heart can finally be in alignment with your integrity and have it not show up in your favor. And yet sometimes there's a little fallout. Sometimes there will be, well, we make these leaps of faith. And then there's little 
chaos that shows up. You know what I'm talking about? There's that little bit of chaos. And so what happens is we think that chaos means we did it wrong, or we mislabel it, we think it's a mistake, or we think that God's not working for us. Au contraire. What it means is that which is not in alignment with our highest and best had to leave. And so the only way it leaves, it leaves by, being, by showing itself. Do you understand? So you go faithfully into your decision-making. You go faithfully in that direction. And spirit will consistently put legs under your decision. Always, always. And don't be, don't be distracted by the little things, the fallout. That's just, that's just harmony and balance happening. That's all that that is.